0: On today's show, we have Rudy and Ferry from Icepear Chain. We're going to discuss details about the game development, funding team, tokens, along with any plans on the roadmap. Icepear Chain is an online multiplayer RPG set in a fantasy world with a steampunk style. The team aims to build triangle connections between gameplay, free to play, play to earn, NFT, DeFi, and Dell. Welcome guys, and thank you for joining us today. Please start with a little intro on each of yourselves.
1: Yeah, thanks Joe for inviting us here. I am Rudy, I'm founder and also executive lead of this project Ice per Chain. Actually Ice per Chain is, like Joe said, we are a multiplayer action RPG. So we derive IT from many, many of games because since early 2000, I've become a hardcore gamer. In basic, we are a game. And yeah, Ice itself, Chain itself, uh, try to come to a Web3 space because we see that is a lot of potential of the blockchain technology. Transparency, I think the, the most important thing. And the second one is we have control over our our asset on the player side. So I think it gives economic to the player. So that's why uh, we choose to come to the blockchain space. Before we, we we develop ice per Chain. our team worked for several game titles like Final Fantasy 7 from Square Enix a remake, but it's not fully priced game, but I think on the animation side, we work for that. Also for Disney, Nickelodeon, and yeah, some animation. Because actually we are animation art studio, art academy also in Indonesia. Yeah, I think uh, that's a little background of Ice Chain.
0: All right, uh, and Perry, you want to give us a little insights into yourself? Yeah, hi, Joe. Thank you for this opportunity. My name is
2: Perry. I am the lead of research and business development. As Rudy said before, uh, we both are hardcore gamers, and we we want to create a game that's really, really good to play, fun to play, but you could still earn uh, from the game itself. That's why we create Esper Chain.
0: Yeah, Thank you. So for the listeners that are not familiar with uh, what does RPG stand for? RPG Role Playing Game. Got it and what is kind of the problem that you guys set out initially to solve you know when you brought this project to the blockchain itself what do you see are things that's solving utilizing blockchain for the game yeah the first
1: one is you know uh at first we didn't see the crypto i mean like cryptocurrency is the product of blockchain technology and also nft is another product of blockchain technology so we we see the technology that can give player, our player uh, transparency and give power for their own assets. So that's two thing. I think the first one, why we come to blockchain.
0: And I guess where you guys you know start off with, you know, a little bit more about where you guys are headquartered and more about your team.
1: Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Our headquarter is on Bandung city on Indonesia. Bandung city is the capital city of West Java. It's, you know, like maybe two hours or three hours from our capital city on Jakarta. So if you come to Bandung City and if you learn about Indonesia, Bandung City, famous for there is so many universities over there. And also there is one technological University called ITB, Institute of Technology of Bandung. is very famous also. And yeah, the other many, many top universities are here. So that's why we build uh, our headquarters in Bandung City because Bandung City is also famous for, you know, like creative and art people also here because, you know, as a game studio, we need, you know, like 2D artists, 3D artists, animation. And that's why we can sourcing more easily if we look at our, our head office, headquarters on Badung City.
0: Is uh, all your team located there in Indonesia or are you guys also distributed across the world? Most of our team located on Indonesia, like
1: 95%, but there are some, you know, animators also working. They are Indonesian, but also working from Tokyo. And how many people are on your team so far? Right now, we have 35 people, which is like 25 working on our game studio, game development, 2D, 3D animation, and songwriters, script writer, story writer, and the other, you know, like programming. And we have divided into these people work for weapon, these people work for armor, these people work, you know, for scenery and, you know affiliate, something like that. So yeah, we have 25 on our game studio and 10 people working on like business and legal and the other stuff.
0: There's a lot of different games trying to launch these days, right? And there's obviously there's thousands of games trying to come out and you you guys mentioned you had 35 people. I mean, what is the realistic size of team that most of these projects need to be and how many people are required in order to build something that is sustainable long-term?
2: So basically we try to scale up our team right now. In the short period, we try to scale up until up to 50 people right now. And our main target is we will upscale the team to 100 people in this year because we realize to create this great game, we need at least 100 people in realistic in the long term to maintain the
0: quality and the graphic and the gameplay. It's very interesting. So it's quite a quite a few people that you need on the team to build out this game. Yes. So have you guys raised any capital to date? Yeah,
1: we already closed our sit round on January. We start to raise on December after we go back from Lisbon. And we start to communicate with our investor, partnership investor right now on December and closing on January. And our sit round is led by Alameda Research. And the other big name who join our own is like Kobe and also Crypto.com. Yeah. And the other name is like from Solana ecosystem because we are built on top of Solana ecosystem. So, yeah.
0: Any other notable investors that you want to mention? Yeah.
1: Um, Alameda Research, Kobe um, Ventures, Crypto.com Capital. And the other is like from site, there is Avocado and also AAG ventures. And because we are game, so we need also guild from our side. And also some, you know, like some e-sport organization from Indonesia.
0: Yeah. And how much of the influence or help has the VCs been in, you know, growing the project as you move along?
1: Yeah, yeah. VC and big name has so much influencing in our project, especially when people realize that there is Alameda research and like Kobe and also, you know, like crypto.com. Join our round and also avocado. Avocado Dow is now very famous. skilled on I think Southeast Asia. I think they are the biggest. So yeah, they are help a lot with their brand and yeah. Also beside beside the brand name, they they you know like they give advice to us, especially Alameda on thing how when you need to you know or um do the TGE something like that from avocado. They you know like they 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 promoting to their. BasisColor and from Crypto.com and hobby. right now, we try to integrate it, our NFT, pub, public crown NFT to hobby Wallet, something like that. So we search not only the fund, but we search only, you know, in the other than fund. And
0: you mentioned, and you mentioned Guild, how big of a role and how important is it to have guilds part of, I guess, your team or part of your, as partners? Yeah, Guild
1: has so many influence, especially because they are the first mover. You know, our game, especially is multiplayer action RPG, some people call all this MMORPG is very, very new. On the P2E space, we like to call it not P2E, but PNE, play and earn space. It's, it's very new because, you know, on the blockchain space, there is many, many game. It's like turn-based game, you know is other but eastern based. we are not like that we are action rpg so it's real time you kill the monster on real time and on this beta launch we will have you know i think we are among the first on the blockchain game right now uh, which can have like multiplayer cooperation together on the real time so so that's why uh, because we are the new generation it's not the new on Web2 space, Web2 gaming space, but I think on the Web3 space, I think we are the new generation, so we need a guild to push and to do the PR, hey, this new game is promising and something like that, so because they, have, they already have the score.
0: Now, do the guilds play a lot of responsibility into bringing users to the platform?
1: Yeah, guild has, you know, because many, many of guilds that we mentioned, they become our city restaurant. Some guild also buy our NFT, so for sure they will play our game and bring scholar and bring, you know, like players to our game.
0: And Can you kind of explain that, how that process works and how you benefit from using guilds and what their role is?
1: Yeah, I mean, like we have like weapon tree skill system, weapon or armory tree skill system. This is very interesting concept. I think we are among the first also on this blockchain because we we got many inspiration from the Web Two space. They will choose because skill like avocado they have ten thousand scholar and, and the other the other name also the on Indonesia they have. Many many scholar, but they try to like hundred or two hundred or three hundred scholar that will you know deploy on our game. So from that, you know, besides the kill, we also have working relationship with some youtuber gaming YouTube from web to space. They have already you know like a million of followers, so they can streaming it when there is a kill versus kill fight. So yeah, there will be some like fewer coming to our YouTube.
0: I guess I, well, let's piggyback into marketing and kind of go-to-market strategy, right? And how do you guys get out there and be competitive in a marketplace where there's, I don't know, I guess thousands of games trying to launch at this time?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's very interesting question, Joe.
0: We are
1: very focusing on Southeast Asia, especially i mean not our online presence but our offline presence we are very focusing on south asia especially on our country indonesia because we see when we also inspired by accent infinity who come um, like last year i think on when they start to hike and you know like 60% or 65% coming from philippines because there are so many factors, like economic factor gdp factor and and the other but i mean the first one is you know we build quality we built on quality so we didn't rush to you know like doing tg and so on and so on like other crypto projects we we are not not focusing on that you know like when we uh, just won the solana Hackathon. that time we didn't have any fun and then we invited to lisbon and we bring already playable alpha game that time and that's why we can have alameda and also the other they're the supporter of our shit because they see there is a difference on us. We deliver the product first. People can play it in certain ways, like on this beta or on this NFT sales. You know, we will make sure that people buy our NFT on this mass and then can directly using this NFT inside the game on on this mass also. So they don't need to wait like six months, one year, you know, just to play NFT. So we deliver the product first. We didn't overpromise and we deliver the product first. So that's how we differentiate with others.
0: Got it. And would you say most of the people that hear about you are coming through the guilds or through, let's call it, media YouTube influencers? Is that where everyone's kind of finding you?
1: Yeah, people come to us because they see our social media, of course, but, you know, on Indonesia especially, on Southeast Asia, they coming to the guild from the guild, and also on the Indonesia, especially because uh, we onboard two of the biggest esports Indonesian on Indonesia, who has like maybe fifteen million followers. That's a lot. So they already have followers. So when they streaming our game, then you know, like the effect is
0: boom. Yeah. So who are some of your biggest competitors right now? These competitor, um. I think we're still thinking about this uh,
1: multiplayer action RPG. It's hard to say because there is no such, like, you know.
0: Deepo, do you guys think, we'll kind of say you're almost the first to market here, let's call it in the Web 3 with the RPG. Do you think that's kind of your edge or your moat in moving forward that you guys have the advantage?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think being the first on the market, especially for our genre, I think it's, it's being our advantage. Yeah, for sure.
0: All right, and so can you break down for the listeners, basically, you know, a little bit more about the game. I mean, how would one get involved? You know, what do they need to play, and kind of start us from the very beginning? Yeah, okay.
1: Uh, because we are multiplayer action RPG, I think, and also we bring the concept of free to play. Because you know, as so many transition when I start playing game when I, I was a child, I play Nintendo, and you know, you remember Super Nintendo, and also PlayStation One. And then PC gaming coming Diablo and also that's game 1.0. I mean like people need to buy something, people need to buy console and they play like CD, buy a game then they can play the game. And also the game evolved to, you know, like Game 2.0, which is like free-to-play game coming, especially from MMORPG side. They didn't need to pay anything. They just play and, you know, they have fun, you know. And game developer, you know, like selling some battle pass or selling some item, but they didn't need to buy it. So on Game 3.0, we bring what is in the Game 2.0, which is free-to-play aspect. So people t- didn't need to buy any NFT from us. People didn't need to spend any single cent to play our game. They can just enjoy it for free. But there are some certain level or, you know, some certain upgrade people want. They need to buy some NFT. Or... So that's how people start to play. Actually, our gameplay is very simple because we are action RPG. Action RPG means like hack and slash. If you can imagine, like, Diablo, or, you know, Lost up right now, and also there is some action RPG very popular on South Asia. Asia that called gets unique, developed by MiHoYo, and, you know, it's very successful game, on developed like 100 million, and also six months later, they have revenue for 1 billion, so it's very big on South Southeast Asia. I mean, Hack and Slash, why people love Hack and Slash? And, yeah, because we see we see this, the two most loved gaming, especially on South Asia market, the first one is RPG, especially action RPG or MMORPG. The second one is MOBA, right? like Dota, like Mobile Legend, League of Legends, something like that. So for action RPG, except you can play it for free. There is a free character, but if you want to play like a legendary character, you need to buy. But free to play character, you also can play, you know, from the very beginning to the end, because we also have story. Yeah, and after you create your character, then you come to the first village, which we call Winterfell Village. Yeah, from there you can, you know, like uh, preparing yourself by buying some health potion. <laughs> But it's using in-game currency, so you did not need to worry. We, we give some in-game currency when people start to play. And then, yeah, you can go to the field, go to the dungeon, you know, like killing some monster, getting monster loot material, and then come back to the village, bring it to Blacksmith, and upgrade your weapon or your armory, yeah,
0: something like that. And so for people that are getting started, they basically, through your website, can hit the Download Now button and, and walk through that process to get started, is that correct?
1: Yeah, right, right. So people need to download first and then yeah, they can just play the code.
0: All right. And typically, what is this game geared towards? What type of player, what type of age, demographic are the players usually in this game?
1: Yeah. So when you see our game, we have on the Ferry Alpha first uh, we have enemy called skeleton chancel and then you know like skeleton clock. We didn't make it to scory. Too scary we didn't make it Core, you know like bloody style and very adult style you know we make it more colorful than you know like typically mmorpg why because we think that teenager can also play this game you know and we have a weekend with some organization like education organization that will you know like educating about the nft game so you know i have a son also when you know, when my son, hey, puppy, please, please give me money. I want to top up diamond, you know. So it's web too, you know. I spend money for developer, but I will educate the market. So, so people, uh, uh, parents, hey, this is the new game. So, if I buy item for you, that can be my asset. <laughs> so, you know, like that. So, because we also targeting team besides the regular, like, you know, like 18 to 40, maybe.
0: So, As like from an investment standpoint, owning the NFTs, how will the NFTs and in-game items appreciate or go up in value over time?
1: Oh, okay.
0: Okay. So we have
1: like, to getting NFT, there is two things. The first one, NFT that you can buy on our NFT sales. That can be legendary character, the first. And the second one is, you know, like buff. You have a buff over the monster. So if monsters hit you and then the damage is reduced by... Let's say fifteen percent and twenty percent. If you have NFT, if you don't have, so you don't have that kind of luck. That's the thing you can get special discount on. You know, upgrading your weapon and so on, and it's limited on value. That's our NFT sell. And the second one is NFT you can get for free inside the game. That is like weapon NFT. You know, this weapon NFT because we have a multi-tier weapon system from tier one to tier ten. From tier one to tier five, uh, your weapon is like. Another in-game weapon, and after you upgrade from tier five to tier six, then your weapon can be an NFT weapon for free. You know, you just do the mission and so on and so on. And this tier six weapon has limited amount, has scarcity. So that's why many guild. When we talk about this, I think we are among the first also on this concept. We give the weapon, you know, for free inside the game NFT, but it's also scarcity. And this weapon is also, you know, like have very special function. Like maybe if you kill the water boss, you need like electrify swords to kill that, like element power. You know, if you kill the skeleton boss, you need to holy sword something like that. So has special function and has capacity. So it will be appreciated after this uh, entire six weapon is full inside the game. So between kill or between player and player, they will threat. Hey, I have to holy sword and you have to electrify sword. Hey, can we threat, you know, something like that? Because people need this sword.
0: How, how do you maintain, like, from assets getting too overvalued or to the point where maybe certain people can't afford them to if they want to purchase and play the game?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a very good question because, you know, as a gamer, I'm also a gamer, you know, for myself, so... I thinking and I designed the game from the perspective of the gamer. So what the gamer needs is not currency or not asset that can be very high thing or something like that. What the gamer needs is you know like more stable asset, more stable you know like, but not only stable but stable what growth. That's that I think the best for gamer. So we maintain uh, our asset NFT and also our currency by especially for the inflation thing. When we come to inversion thing, we have three token models. You know, One on the left side and the model on the right side. There is a combination between this off-chain and on-chain so we can make an AI for you know maintain that ratio because we see that in this P2E space, there is a three-party approach. The first one is player, player who enjoy the game, who didn't think much about the economic thing. And the second one is owner. you know, like killed People who won't play this game. Or money, and the third one is order. So I think from these three very perspective, we need to find the equilibrium between this. So that's why we have, a, uh, we call it a three token model system. We can make an AI, you know, to keep balancing between this, like having some ratio between our option and on-chain and something like that. That's the first one. And the second one is our core game. Our core game is not based on currency incentivizing. I think this is the most differentiating from other. You know, like currency incentivizing is, you know, if you print money, 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 and then inflation will come yeah. and they destroy your game in less than one year. We see a lot of projects like that. We see that there is a problem. So we want to switch player, especially from on P2E space. How they think this is a fun game, but in the same time, they have over control of their asset. you know. So that's the second thing. So our core game economic not based on currency incentivizing, but based on NFT real tradable item. NFT real tradable item. So that's how we made that. And the third one is, if you know the inflation coming, especially our game is free to play, we have a mechanism to burn. Because we are gamer and we can, you know, why we make this ninety five percent working from our, our Indonesia and Bandung city. Because you know, if there is some like higher inflation, we come and we can execute directly. Hey, we need to make a burning event for our currency because its inflation is coming. You know, like you can imagine if there is one skin that people want to want to have it, but I think it's it's too pricey for regular people. But in, hey, on this March, if you spend your currency, your shirt, we call it, then you can get 50% discount for this type of skin, And it has also already, you know, and people try to spend, you know, something like that. So that's how we maintain our economic and our energy pricing, appreciated and depreciate.
0: Well, one of the tokens that you guys currently have is governance, correct? Yeah. Can you kind of explain the role of the governance token? Yeah, our governance token
1: called ICE token, which is, yeah, the first one is governance token. And the second one, it can be also top-up currency for our chain currency. We call it expert which is currency progression system. Inside the game, you can see our deck. And the second one is this governance token also can be stacking. Stacking can be, you know, like just regular yield farming, you can get more risk. But we like to think out of the box, like we have uh, stacking, for stamina system or staking for skins, staking for weapon, you know, staking for access to extra quest content. So this governance token has a lot more value beside the governance and also beside the regular Yopan. So because we are gamers, so staking inside the game value is a must.
0: All right. Well, let's hit maybe on the lifespan of gaming projects right now. Typically, we've seen seem to be pretty short. What are some other things you guys may implement to stand out and focus on the long term?
1: The first one is we make this game is fun to play game and it's real playable game. I mean, not only game if I think. That's how we think differently from other projects. This is not only game but but game, quality game, real game coming to blockchain space empowered by blockchain space. Not, you know, like, defy uh, cover by game no we are not that we are game so our target is also traditional gamer coming to blockchain space so that's why the first one we need quality, and the second one you know like we fixing many many of ui and ux so it's like pretty simple like you know on login side many because I have experience when last year, when I do the research to start this game, that time I still remember I want to buy one item from, from that game. I cannot tell the name, but for me, I'm a gamer, and I also have, you know, like AI company since 2011. But I start to try that game from the perspective of player. I need like one hour just to, you know, buy one MFT item for that game. It's very terrible, you know, very, very terrible experience that's that's me you know i can imagine if traditional player who didn't know about the blockchain who didn't <laughs> know about the technology they need to make wallet and blah 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 i think they just say, hey this game is not fun because they play a game for fun <laughs> they play a game not for money so that's, that's how we thinking so we need to fixing a ui and ux team. that's the second one and you know like how we maintain the long term is we make right now since october every month we have an update date. so people got excitement you know especially on this march uh, will be big big update like multiplayer and also the other character you know we constantly make an update for that
0: yeah uh,
2: i could add some point so uh, the four things is we plan to build this game is complex i mean the complexity is like our target is this year, we will release 12 characters, and for the long run, we could expand the story, we could expand the character, the territory, the monsters, and the weapon. As you can see, our weapon uh, right now is already in this year, when we implement the full release, maybe around a 7,000 different kind of weapon. We create this uh, really complex, so the game itself will be in the long run. And the fifth, we implement the the PvP itself. So because we see the game who long-term in the game space is the game who enjoy to be when we enter the eSport or the battleground. So we create the PvP things and guild versus guild. We create the battle arena itself. So that will be implemented. So the player versus player, the guild versus guild, that will bring the excitement to play this game and it will be in the long run.
0: Can you guys use all of these assets and is there any thoughts about obviously maybe building another complementary game in the future or are you guys just going to focus on one game? Yeah, I mean like we are open world open world means uh, they will have
1: another territory and you know they can have another story or we can you know like we didn't think it but maybe something because our game is steampunk but maybe in some point (laughs) that will be like big bang (laughs) you know like from the future like star wars coming and but but yeah that's only a joke you know (laughs) but i mean like uh, because we are open world game so we are open to many many of you know like only game we right now we also develop our people call it metaverse, but i didn't like all it but we didn't publish to the public you know like yeah i think we are open on that because one of the benefit of blockchain game is people can add our game like fishing game maybe something like that uh, or cooking game because we already item that can be using cook some item that can be you know eat So your health can be recovered, something like that. And yeah, we are open on that.
0: Do you see any benefits to expanding to other ecosystems beyond Solana?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think there is
0: another benefit. But I mean, like our target
1: right now is not thinking too much about, you know, like multi-chain system. (laughs) We believe that if we can make good game, fun to play game, People doesn't need. Hey, where are you building from? Hey, your game is good. How how we can play? You know, so that's what we expect. Not about the chain itself. So, yeah, maybe some some people from Ethereum or you know from Avalanche and from another. Hey, your game is good. Can it also use you know our chain? Yeah, something like that. But if there is cannot, we still love to play the game. You know, we want to achieve that set first
0: when it comes to the future roadmap, is there anything we didn't cover that you guys plan on expanding over the next year or two?
1: so far if you see our roadmap right now we already finished our beta just need a little policing, and we'll we will launch our beta on like uh, maybe late four week of this month so it will be very very big update especially on like multiplayer call and yeah that's also our tired six weapon that people wait for and yeah, also from full release, we will like finishing on July and we'll launch around August and September. Mm-hmm. Finishing April and starting from May, we also develop our mobile development. So mobile development has very, very important, especially when you want to do the mass adoption, especially on Southeast Asia country. It's, it, it's, it's a mass, I think.
0: Well, what is the percentage of users that are you probably using mobile there versus desktop?
1: In Indonesia for game? Yeah. I think right now maybe 80%, 70 or 80%. But right now our game is only on PC. It's it's from technical. I mean like we can make high fidelity then compacting it to the mobile fidelity. It's it's very hard to do vice versa, you know. The other way is you make low quality first and then upgrade to high quality. I think it's more more hard. But... Uh, there is when people or when investors say, "Hey, why didn't you make the mobile first? Yeah, I just say that. And we also have a solution for that because, you know, internet cafe, cafe on Indonesia is very cheap, you know, like one hour to play on the PC with high-spec RTX, like maybe it's like 0.4 or 0.5 US dollars. So it's very cheap <laughs> to play one hour on Indonesia. So... Yeah, we can sponsor if you want to play and you want to early up doctor, but you didn't have so much money to play on PC. Hey, we will sponsor you.
0: All right. So for all the uh, listeners or people that want to get started, obviously, what is the best way for them to do that? Where should they go? You know, who should they contact?
1: Okay, they can download from iceperchain.com slash download. They can just download and try to play the game. It's free. Anyway, you don't <laughs> need to pay anything or if you want to know about our project ferry is here very use like at odin guardian on telegram or on discord there is a ferry also odin guardian they can join also our our discord group because there is so much update you know before we release to the public so you can search odin guardian that's very
0: and is there anything else you guys want to leave us off with today that we didn't cover
1: yeah we want to you know like thinking out of the box because what three is about the innovation yeah we thinking about bringing the best game play experience, fun to play gaming experience weekend. And then you can enjoy the game. You can have an asset. You can have me come from there. Yeah. We didn't want to, you know, like just raising fun and, you know, like, and then <laughs> currency is done. We didn't like that. We try to deliver the high quality product, high quality project.
0: Well, I like what I see here, guys, and uh, I appreciate Rudy and Ferry for joining us today. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thank you, Joe.